What's going on? Sweat It Out is sponsored by Ice Shaker, the ultimate bottle for living an active and healthy lifestyle. You see, Ice Shaker is the perfect bottle for keeping your drinks hot or cold and blending powders on the go. It was created by Chris Gronkowski and invested in by Mark Cuban, so you all know it's legit. So please, we encourage you guys to go check them out at iceshaker.com and use our coupon code SWEATITOUT for $5 off your first purchase of $25 or more. If you guys know us, you know we're not here to push products that aren't going to benefit your life. If we use it, we want you guys to use it because we know it's going to bring a lot of value. And there's no better bottle than Ice Shaker. Another thing, guys, both Josh and I, we live in Miami. And you know that's a very hot city. So it's super important for us to keep our drinks cold at all time. So for those who live in hot cities as well, you know what we're going through. One more time, check them out at iceshaker.com and use coupon code SWEATITOUT for $5 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Boom. If you guys are like us, you know how hard it is to find the perfect pair of workout gear. That's why we want to introduce you to 10,000. 10,000 is a no BS, no gimmick company with no endless scrolling through indistinguishable products. We understand how overwhelming it can be to have to scroll through a mindless amount of products and colorways when you're trying to pick the perfect fit for you. 10,000 has pared back their line to just the essentials, creating a system of gear that's perfectly designed for all the ways you train. Check them out at 10,000.cc and use the code SWEATITOUT for 15% off your order. What's up, what's up, everyone? In today's episode, we have an absolutely tremendous individual, someone that led me down the path to being the trainer and the person I am today. I don't think there's anyone who I leaned on more when I was starting my career than this guy. A tremendous father, a tremendous friend, and an even better trainer. We want to welcome to the podcast, Kavan Daly. It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. And we're live. What's up, Kavan? Nice to have you here. Be here, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course, my dude. Anytime. Pumped there. Uh, you know, you and I have been friends for fuck six years now. Yeah, yeah, about six years, six seven years. Um, it's been an interesting ride. I saw like a old old Instagram video that I posted a long time ago. Uh-huh. Uh, that had you and I playing around with the steel clubs and. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, has it has it come a long way. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been an interesting ride for sure. So, I know that uh, we haven't been boys that long, but we're part of the Equinox community, and I know that um, you know, back when I started, I had connected with you a few times, um, and I know doing the education portion, um, doing some stuff out in in your area when you were at e- at your Equinox, um, you know, seeing and hearing about you, um. And then how I met Josh definitely was a was a a, a great thing because comparing to to what happened comparing to how things were back then to seeing how we've all grown 
now it's just really interesting to see the different paths and the different um, types of growth that we've all taken. Um, but yet we all came from that same Equinox community, yeah. um, different clubs, but still in that community and, and, you know, just learning from one another. And I think it's just really interesting to see that growth within what, like, a I guess five, six year window. Yeah. Around there. So I just, for me, it's just pretty interesting. And then to know, you know, the things you're doing now, um, is really cool. So, you know, I would love to know more about that, that transition phase of Equinox to what you're doing now. And, um, knowing that you've, you've been Equinox for longer than we have and the level of success that you've had there, how have you been able to transfer that success that experience that knowledge move it over independently and continue to grow for sure man i mean uh, just to start off i mean i think equinox is a great platform for trainers to kind of build their skill set learn from others you know it definitely has a community of a lot of skilled coaches um <clears throat> and you know as far as i go you know i was a trainer at first did efti and that's where i was coaching and doing the more of the development side of trainers is really what I love you know I think a lot of people in my life were mentors from from the college game to just interns that I had and trainers that I or gyms that I worked for you know so I learned a lot that way and I felt like I always wanted to give back to trainers and kind of give them that skill set to grow so that they could be successful in the business because as we all know it's not an easy business it's not um, absolutely not <clears throat> um and then yeah I mean that led me from being a master instructor to getting into the to the management side of things which is a whole nother world but you know, at the time at South Beach with Josh, I think we both had um, two managers that were completely different. Um, I would say one manager was more of like probably the science guy, the anatomy stuff, things that we really, really loved and enjoyed. Uh, you know, rest in peace to Mario, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that was my kind of influence to get into the development side and being a manager, you know. So it was it was more about just a learning curve, you know, learning how to deal with people, learning how to develop them what makes them tick, you know, what's their why really behind their goal. And I think if you if you wake up every day and you kind of think about the person's livelihood, and I think whatever you do, especially in our industry, I think that's going to shoot you forward, you know. Um, and that's kind of helped me with my transition now, you know. Um, now I'm just kind of running an independent business. Um, I have a few opportunities on the table, you know, joining forces with some people. So I'm excited about that. And then I'm really just trying to make an impact um, in the fitness industry and in the world pretty much on an online approach, you know, now that I have a little bit more time, it's been great to, you know, be home and kind of just dial in and focus in on what I really want to do for longevity and for the future. I mean, I know, you know, kind of going back to what you said about, you know, having that passion for, for the educational side of, of fitness and of health, right? Like I, I know personally, you and I have had many conversations, uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one about this, but I know I wouldn't be where I am today without you. You know, you really opened my eyes to the difference between, because you used to train athletes as well, you yeah. know, just like yeah. I did. Mm -hmm. So you knew firsthand how different it is training, you know, these physical specimens to then going to, you know, general population people who could be all over the place, right? You could have some, some people who are extremely fit and, and extremely knowledgeable about their own body and how they move, but there's plenty of people who know absolutely nothing and, you know, are honestly just taking a guess at every step that they take. Yeah, yeah um, sure. 
you know, and coming out of coming out of grad school from that athletic and, and even powerlifting side of things, I mean, you remember, I wouldn't touch anything but a barbell. 100%. I nothing. Remember. Nothing. <laughs> Bench squat, deadlift, you know, I might do some curls or maybe a little shoulder press, but that was it. That yeah, was it. Man. No cardio, no nothing. <laughs> you know, and at first I could definitely tell that my business suffered because of it. You know, just like a lot of people on South Beach where we were at, you know, they didn't want powerlifting. They didn't want to do that. You had a couple of people. You know, some some dudes that are just like, fuck it, I want to, I want to, you know, really hit it hard. But for the most part, it's just people that wanted to move well, wanted to feel well, wanted to look better. Mm-hmm. You know, so you cr- you cracked the whip early on in my career and said, listen, man, that's not the way that you're going to be successful, especially not here. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and really opened up my eyes on how to, you know, analyze the body in a different way, where it wasn't so much about the performance measures, but about, you know, the emotional side of things as well, right? How people felt when they were walking around with whatever, you know, limitations or injuries they may have and how we can improve on that. But also, you know, the communication side of things on what's the best way to approach certain type of people, you know, and and what's the best way in order to get your message across without someone feeling either, um, you know, attacked or feeling like they, have always been doing the wrong thing, you know? So where did that kind of, where did that mindset, where did that shift in mindset happen for you where you said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm done training athletes and now I really need to focus on a whole different aspect of training, which is general population. Yeah. I mean, some of my philosophies that I believe in is that the human body was meant to move, you know, we're, we're all meant to be some type of athlete, <laughs> you know, whether that is running, biking, triathlete, sports, or just like your weekend warrior. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody loves playing sports and they love moving around. It's a different feeling than being under load or in the gym training all the time. Mm-hmm. So one of the main things I realized is that recovery and helping people get out of injury or get out of pain is what was going to kind of set me apart. And honestly, I didn't really recognize that until people some people kind of brought it to my to my attention you know like uh one of my mentors that i had that uh owns primal fit <clears throat> here in miami matt pack he yeah we had matt in here yeah, yeah. Dude, that's my boy man you know good people always been good to me he's like one of the representations that you want to see in the industry 100 you know saying um and he kind of opened my eyes to that like yo what are you reading you know like yo when are you gonna get rid of that trap bar that barbell you know come touch these clubs or something else and it was kind of a foreign <laughs> foreign modality for us to use you know what i'm saying so i kind of felt that once i learned the things that he was doing just in the system and the recovery and things like that that was going to help your business flourish you know there's a difference from you like yeah you can bodybuild train somebody and kick their butt but can they come back and repeat it event and event and event after, you know what I'm saying? So I think like just building the person's overall work capacity is, is, is important. And just like you said, the way that they feel, you know, I think with you, you know, you came in with the science in the background and you understood training, you understood energy systems, you understood nutrition. Um, It was just like, you came from a world that was built around athletes, you know what I'm saying? And, athletes you know for the most part they're whatever you give them they're gonna do some like it some don't like to train they just like to play their sport kind of but a lot of them a lot of them (laughs) all right they don't even want to train but when you're in the environment of like a big boss gym like an equinox for say you know you definitely gotta step your game up in as far as like building your skill set outside of which outside of your norm you know and i think that kind of helps you go a long way i mean who doesn't want to feel good and be able to perform year in year out you know no definitely um you know, I think that's very important. I appreciate you, you know, sharing that transition phase you had of 
you know, from what you knew about training and then moving into this introductory, you know, being informed with, um, you know, the newer knowledge and with map pack and stuff like that. So, you know, something that I really want to know on your end is what, what was the transition like from those clients that you had that might have been accustomed to the style of training that you were doing for when you then transitioned into that newer style and started implementing um, newer, new, uh, newer modalities um, and other methods in there. How was that transition and what was your client's responses on that? Yeah, sure. I mean, <clears throat> um, you know, like Josh said, you know, I wanted to work with athletes. I worked with athletes, graduated with an ex-science degree, um, and that led me to kind of doing some interns along the way. Um, and one of the places that I worked at, it was a sports science place called P3, and I saw that the way that they were running their program is like, you know, you're going to give this person a bench press or and a lunge, whatever it is, right? And then at the end of it, they would add, like, some type of corrected drill in there f as their active recovery. So when I transitioned into working into a space where I was dealing with sedentary lifestyle individuals, you know, they don't really want to do any of that mobility, corrective work. They don't care for that. You know, they want to get big and bust so they can go on the yeah. beach in their bikini, you know what I'm saying, shirt off and flex. Especially and here in Miami. Especially here. Flex these muscles, huh? <laughs> flex here in the city, you know. So you kind of got to learn how to, like, sneak that stuff in, you know. And I think that's the most important key right there is really sneaking in. Because, what, do you see a client maybe three times a week, two times a week, some four. But at the end of the day, it's still not enough to really create change as far as, like, mobility goes you know or or getting them out of pain so pretty much just constantly sneaking that into the set in their rest break instead of them on their phone texting scrolling instagram you know how it goes um that kind of helped them uh you know learn what we're trying to do and and then actually they felt better you know and i think that's the main part of it is just kind of getting the person to understand like hey this is a process it's a journey and you know the more we do this the better we are and then yeah we can get back to you squatting you know five plates on your back or whatever it is that they may want you know so would you say it was easier um coaching those current clients you had adjusted to the the, the original way you were training um into the new into the new style or was it more challenging bringing in new clients into that new style for you i think it i would say at equinox on south beach I think I kind of developed a ref, uh, reputation for the guy that kind of like can help you get out of pain or stretching and things like that. So, You're absolutely that guy for sure. <laughs> you know, I think even when I first started, you know, like that was like that was my go to special event. That's what I use stretching, you know, um, and I don't think they were too fond of that, to, to be honest. But but I think, you know, it was two things in my mind. I was like, all right, if I get them on the table and I and I get them to feel good, I can pop off and ask them a million questions. Just, just peel back the onion. They can't run away from me. Whereas the person's on the treadmill, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't want to talk to you right now. You know what I'm saying? And then the other part of it was I was able to get them out of pain or feel good. So that kind of allowed me to make that connection with them and then build that reputation. And then I think over time, people would see that in a session and then they were like, hey, how do I get some of that? I think too, you know, I mean, you, you just mentioned it, right? Like, I've always had the mentality, like, if I can get if I can get my hands on you metaphorically, right, like, if I can get in front of you and get to work with you and, and get you to understand really how the body is supposed to work and how we're supposed to move and the thought process that you're supposed to have behind training, even if, it, even if I'm never going to train you, like, getting you to understand, like, the setup of a, of a real workout and what that really looks like, what a quality warm-up might look like, what a quality cool-down and decompression might look like, 
you know, how to get in a decent amount of volume and quality and intensity with a short amount of time of actually training, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, where did that confidence come from? Like the ability to just have, have the confidence to be able to go up to someone and be like, listen, I can work with you. I know that I'm going to be able to help you out. Like where, where did, where did that stem from? I mean, a lot of it, I, I understand is preparation, right? Like having the ability to go through and understand that, like, no matter the population, I got a little something that that's going to work for you. You know, a lot of that comes in with the amount of reading that you said you were doing. And I know you and I have taken a lot of search. We've gone to, you know, Onnit Academy, for example, and, and taken oh, a lot yeah. of stuff. Shout out to the OA. Oh, yeah. Boom. Um, you know, was there was there a specific moment like you had uh, with that flip of the switch from training athletes with uh, to general population? Was there something where you said, you know, like I. I got something here, you know, like this is, this is really something that I can, I know I can bring a lot of value into other people's lives. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, <clears throat> I think the main turning point for me was when I took a certification called faster stretch therapy. Um, and it kind of just allowed me to look at the body more as a whole instead of like breaking pieces up, you know what I'm saying? Because the body doesn't move like that, right? It moves as one system due to like the fascial system that we have. I've know? heard that from someone before. <laughs> <laughs> so so that kind of just allowed me to like okay now that i have the person in front of me you know you can kind of assess every single day and see if things are changing like do they still have this upper cross syndrome or is it improving is their hip mobility improving you know and you could just tell you know i used to always tell all my trainers all the time like just watch people just watch people walk down the block in front of you and see how much dysfunction you see in the body you know what i'm saying people are walking with the craziest swag just shoulder dipping makes my eyes know? bleed sometimes <laughs> you know? um but that's just the norm right we follow the path of you know least resistance. resistance um and that that's just what our what our bodies do you know from from the time we were born to now we created those dysfunctions ourselves you know so i think that was kind of the turning point it kind of allowed me to just know that the system that i had that i was using on the table was going to work for people and heal them but then i could also do things within within our one hour of time, you know? And that's funny you say that because like in a comp session, you know, you're you're trying to give the person as much value as possible, but you're also trying to give them what they want and what they need, you know? So if the person's like, hey, I want to get a bigger chest, like you're like, all right, here we go. We're going to old school, yeah. you know, bench press, super set it with some pushups and just crush them. But hey, why don't you come on the floor and do this drill too and let's put it together and see how you feel the next set, you know, and giving them that little bit of sprinkle on the to, to allow them to kind of feel that, you know? I've got to say from everything that I'm hearing, um, it's like you, you did an amazing job um, at, the, at creating this own success for yourself um, because something that really, from all of this, that really highlights for me and, and for all the individuals listening for sure mm-hmm. is, um, and that they can learn from is, at Equinox especially and w- while, working there, while working there, you found a hole in the market for yourself 100%. that you can fill yeah. and you really niched yourself out. And I think that's a big part of why you are able to really ramp yourself up and get all these clients and be able to, you know, push forward in the industry and, and grow. And it's amazing because the way you're speaking about it, the way, um, you know, people who knew you for and knew that this is what Kavan is doing. This is what he delivers. Um, you set yourself apart from everybody else, you know, and I think it's important for people to know this because I feel like such a, we live we live in the fitness world and it's so saturated, and a lot of uh, professionals have a hard time knowing how to identify themselves and being able to see who they can 
uh, solve a problem for out in the fitness market. And, and they go out here trying to do everything. And I think something that, you know, is important to know is that, you know, we're not here to serve everybody, 100%. you know, and, and yeah. if you if you go out there with the mentality of serving everybody, you ain't going to serve anybody. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, there's a lot of people to serve. You know, there are <clears throat> there's tons of people to serve. I mean, I really appreciate that. You know, I think that's something that like you hear like, oh, create your own niche or what's your uh, what's your ideal client? You know what I'm saying? People say and that's kind of hard to like differentiate, especially when you first start or you're trying to like build business because you're like, yo, I need to make money, too. Um, and I think that's probably like a scary approach because you're just going to go to what you know, even though you might have learned some good stuff from like a meeting or something like that or with another trainer. You're like 10 you're you new. You don't really want to try that new thing because you're like, oh, I just got to give them what they want, you know, because you're trying to get the sale. But I think that once you live in that uncertainty area and you're just confident in what you can lay out for them, then they'll have that confident in you and they'll believe in you and that bond will come stronger. You know, I have some clients that were very severely injured, you know, and they're training now and they're they have the best posture or little things, you know what I'm saying, where they feel so much better now. So I think we all have our different niches that we can find, you know what I'm saying, or our specialties or things that we're really, really good at. And both of you definitely, you know, have shown that through your skill set and through your careers, you know, and branching out even to more things, you know, and I really, I'm really inspired by that. Um, and that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Like For we're sure. supposed to keep growing and learning. Like if you're not learning and you're not growing, you're dying. Exactly. Yeah, you you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. A hundred percent. If you really want to progress in life and you want to make a big positive change for yourself, like that doesn't come from, from staying inside of this box that you know everyone is telling you that you're the best and that you're you know you're the greatest gift to earth and this is exactly what you need to be doing like if okay maybe i need to do that but i also want to be doing other things yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, for sure especially in today's you know with everything that's going on i think business wise like you need to have your hands in in a, a multitude of different uh aspects of even within fitness right like mm -hmm. there's podcasting like yep. this right yep. there's one-on-one -on -one training small group training big group training online training even within that, like personalized online training, more like what I do, which is, you know, just like standardized cut workouts for the majority of people to be able to handle. There's a, so many different ways in which you can monetize things mm -hmm. and, you know, make your life better, make your family's life better. Because, in, you know, Mendez and I have talked about this many times so far in the podcast. For some reason in the fitness industry, like there's this negative connotation with making money. You know, compared to like, oh, I, I, I need to make it all about helping people. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but you need to help yourself too. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you said, well, what's my ideal client? Like my ideal client is a client that pays on time every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because sure. that keeps me motivated. It keeps them it keeps them motivated because they just bought another package. They're not going anywhere for another month or two months or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. you know. What's your take on that? You know, because I, I do believe that there is a balance between like being a money grubbing asshole and, and, <laughs> and being someone that like virtue signals that they're only there to help people and like, oh, I'll give you all, all of this stuff for free. I mean, we saw it all the time during the, mm -hmm. during the lockdown, yep. right? Like yep. how many people were giving hundreds of workouts every week for free? Not just like, workouts, but literally like programs. 30 to 90 day programs yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Free. for free. Download the Excel on my link. Full out templates, videos, and I was like, holy yeah, shit. Man, that's how it is, man. I I yeah. think that's a, to me, honestly and truly, like, I get it. Like, I always say this, too. Like, uh, there's certain parts of the world where you 
you take a board certification, like in Canada, if you have a cert, you still have to take like their cert to become a personal trainer, you know, like, and I think that's important. Like, you know, a lawyer has to go take the bar. A doctor has to take their exam. You know what I'm saying? Like they have to be certified by the, the, the country yeah. of where they serve people, you know? And I think for the fitness industry, we get kind of like, oh yeah i don't need a trainer like you know i could do this on my own and then the person's living in pain or they're just doing the same workout since like 1980 you know and it, to me i'm just like damn you're still doing the same shit or, or my doctor said <laughs> or my doctor yeah. said you know so i think like you're 100 percent right like yo you spent the money to go and take certifications you spent the money to to to, to get a degree you spent the money to have the experience and work in the trenches at you know different locations or whatever it is to learn like of course you should get you know compensated for that like to me that's ridiculous like if your car breaks down and you don't know how to you know fix it you take the car to a mechanic right they're the expert so in the industry we're the expert you know what i'm saying and i think that needs to change to a common ground i'm not saying that it's not changing but like you said, the industry is so saturated, and that's why you get these people that are monetizing on online with the same program for you, me, and Josh. You know what I'm saying? That if we all have a similar goal, right? And it's just like, damn, like how do you, how do you, you know, weed yourself out of that? You know, and I think that's a frustrating part for us in the business. Hopefully, in the future, something like that will change. I've got to say that, um, you know with all that stuff going on and, and like you were saying, all, all this stuff that, you know, how do you weed yourself out of those, those things that you see and, and, and the things happening. And I, I think at the end of the day, man, when it comes to that, it's going to be based off personality. You okay. know, it's going to be based off, um, you know, who you are as like, a person like being likable. Exactly. And I, I just truly feel that, um, that's where the decision making at the end of the day will be. And I think of course too, like, you know, you know, if the person, you know, connects with you and, you know, sees this type type of stuff that you're posting or the type of content that you're putting out there they can read your your how genuine you are your credibility and all that stuff and i think that when it comes down to on social media at least when you see this stuff i think the way that you go about your posting and the way that you go about your your storytelling and the way that you go about the content you deliver that's going to be the decision the decision maker for the for these people about even maybe not downloading that free product from somebody else and maybe working with you because they just connect with you and they like who you are and they just said, no, this is the person for me. They're yeah. speaking to me, right. you know? So I think I'd, uh, to cut through those weaves, I think that's going to be one of the ways to really to to really start breaking that in, in to be able to break through that and, and being able to start getting a return for all the, all the stuff you, you know, build, your search, mm -hmm. your education, mm -hmm. And start really getting paid for it. And also, too, like, I think I think when you start dealing with a certain group of people, like you were saying, like, you know, like Josh was saying, you know, we are a business, too. And at the end of the day, let's say ideal client, you your ideal client also, too, needs to pay, you know. Yeah. So you want people that can pay, people that are serious, that are go-getters, that are motivated. And I think also, too, that'll kind of weed out, like, okay, this is free this long. Well, you could tell who's not completely serious who it, who is when somebody pays for something. Yeah. And then that accountability factor kicks in. Mm -hmm. And honestly, those are the people that you want to bring in. Yeah. You know, it, it, those are the ones that are going to be serious about it. And it's not knocking off people who are downloading free stuff. It's just more of of how far you want to get in what you're doing and the quality of what you're getting. Well, then, you know, that's where that factor is going to kick in. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so 100%. for me, that's that's what I think. Where, where we need to start paying attention to. 
Yeah, I mean, I think both of you have done an excellent job on the social media platform, and I'm just kind of modeling that, you know, that pathway of it. But I remember, like, even me and you having chats in the locker room about, like, strength coaches back then. I don't know what what year that was. <laughs> uh, 2015, 16, probably, somewhere but around there. Though, Fucking long time ago. It was in... I'm, sh- you know, when we were doing interns and working with strength coaches, they're they're even posting. They're not posting anything. Bro, him worried. and I, him and I joke about that all the time. Him <laughs> and I had that conversation like five years ago. You yeah. know, he's telling me, "Oh, you gotta post, you gotta film your workouts and yeah, post them on yeah, Insta- yeah, yeah. Instagram." Had f- and people who are listening to this podcast heard this like ten times already. But you know, when Instagram had fifteen second videos, him and and Luis Medel were like, "Oh, you got you got to be." filming your workouts on your phone and posting them on Instagram I'm like fuck you bro like yeah. that sounds lame as hell yeah, like yeah, I'm here to train day. some people yeah. like this this shit like, I don't even want to be on Instagram what right. is Instagram like a bunch of girls posting naked photos pretty much like right, right, nah right. that's not for me <laughs> for, fast forward to five years and <laughs> 250,000 followers later yeah, yeah, look yeah. who the idiot was I know <laughs> yeah. all those footsteps bro. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and now when he says something I'm like okay man yeah, all right perfect we're gonna do it <laughs> Now I'm gonna tell you guys, it's just it's one of those things too where, I think we talked about in the Matt Matt Pack um, podcast where there's a lot of big fitness leaders who were the staple of the industry for years since the '90s, 2000s, coming up. You know, so ones that are st- sticking around and had the f- huge foundational uh, uh, pl- educational platforms that set up all these you know levels of growth for for other professionals. And I think the what you're seeing also too is you go on their Instagrams. And you're like, who the hell is this person? You know, let's say somebody who's a new fitness trainer. Who's this guy? Because the problem is, is there's two problems. There's that whole social proof now where it could be a, it could be a good thing and a bad thing. A good, uh, a bad thing where this person just, you know, got all these followers, build it up. Why? Because they presented themselves a certain way and this and that. And you know what? Maybe they don't deliver shit. Maybe they're not that good. Maybe they don't keep themselves educated. And that's not good. You know, but guess what? Their social proof shows they make you think that they're this big level thing where maybe they're not. But then on the other side, you got the big dogs, the the true educators, the leaders where they're not paying attention to where people are paying attention to. And then it's kind of like I think that's another place where they can, you know, it's like, okay, I got all this down. Let me put my foot a little bit. At least let me pay attention to some of these these platforms and get myself out there. And not only that, but be relatable. You know, and post real content. Because sometimes you see where it's like, you know, well, when the scap does this and the yeah, this yeah, does yeah. that. And it's all this technical stuff and all these, you know, language that, you know, the language that regular people are not going to understand. No. It's just like, no. be you, you know, also showcase your lifestyle, you know, tell your stories, you know, be relatable, like be genuine, like just be you. And I think when you start doing that, you know, as a top level professional, then you're going to see ultimate growth. And then you can speak out your true education in other ways and be able to start getting a true following and then shift the narrative of, okay, well, because he has all these followers, he's better than you. No, he's not. But you have to still in a way in the world we live in, you know, knowing that there's that social proof in a way you have to start building up something for yourself so you can stay relevant. Same thing when the Internet came out. You know, if, if, if back then people who jumped on the Internet ASAP look now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Bezos, you Jeff Bezos, you know, you have to Shout stay out Bezos, man. You Everyone calls school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No Palmetto. shit. Palmetto. Wow. That's I gotta claim that every time I hear his name. That's yeah, unreal. Man. But I mean, look at him. Like, everyone was shitting on him for selling books. Like, oh, what books. dumbass is selling books, books. on the Internet? Yeah, you know, yeah. and now he's not only selling books, he's selling every. literally everything. So he's and, recruit, anything. 
Rich yeah. is I mean, he's taking over the market. Yep. You and know, he's creating opportunities for others. You yep. know what I'm saying? Right. So that's 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 both sides. He's winning. You know. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think that the whole thing about social proof, right, and, and, you know, the way that we communicate and the way that we try to make ourselves seem smart or intelligent, I mean, we've all seen it in the gym with trainers who come in and really they don't have the plethora of knowledge that we have. And it's so easy to tell who those trainers are, right, because, one, they start talking very fast like this and they're, you know, they're trying to word vomit out so that you, the person who, who's listening to them can't under can't really comprehend what they're saying and then they throw in these big words like oh yeah when your scapula up, upwardly rotates and then you know you're you protract in in this position before you do a, you know people you're gonna lose everyone you just like when i when i would hear that you lost me and i know what you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. you know you're like hold on man Back so, that up. <laughs> you know and i i learned a lot of this from from you Kavan. you know is like there are two there are two languages that we have in the field you know there's the scientific language that we need to use within each other because if we don't use it within each other then it, then the field gets watered down right which is kind of what we've seen already where now you have a bunch of trainers who don't even know what a scapula is. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have a bunch of trainers that don't know what the joint actions are of the body. Yet they're trying to get these people to do these complicated lifts like snatches and cleans and, you know, complicated flows and burpees. And that's not that's not healthy either. Right. So we need to have that 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 health and fitness language among us so that we can continue to elevate the field. Right. And we can continue to learn more about the body and learn more about communication right because the more that we talk to each other in that way the easier it's going to be for us to find little nuanced conversations that we can you know then water it down for our clients and make it into more of a you know normalized conversation for them right where yeah. we don't have to use these big words and we or these big terms and these big phrases and and we're able to kind of allow them to understand and in simplicity right so there's that you know very complex communication that we need to have with each other right and then there's the watered down simplistic version that we need to give to other people but if you don't have a great understanding of how to use scientific language you're never going to be able to relate to the variety of people that you probably are going to work with you know you might be able to like you were saying, like have that one niche where everything you tell that that one select group of people, right? They're always going to understand. But what happens when you step outside that group of people? What happens when you go from working with, you know, 40, 50 year old dudes that still like to bodybuild and now you're working with a housewife? Yep. You know, she's not going to understand the same way that you communicate to these these like bodybuilder uh, fanatics that that, you know, a mom in her forties who's got three kids and, you know, doesn't give a shit about that, just wants to lose weight. Uh, she's not going to, she's not going to relate to what you're telling her. So the concepts that we still need to rely on remain the same, you know, but the way that we communicate it to different types of populations is, is going to be widely different. Yeah, man. I mean, I think you hit it on the head right there. I mean, simplicity is key. And, and I think the more that you're in the industry and you're really understanding your craft, that you're the easier it is to deliver that that information to the person in front of you you know um i mean again we were meant to do those movements we were meant to move a certain way we just kind of lost the ability along the way you know whether that's injuries whether it's just non-activity um i mean i'm down to do all the cool shit but we got to learn how to squat right you know there's population in our world that can't even do push-ups and pull-ups right like and that's like a basic movement if you can't do that then you're not gonna be able to do anything else you know what i'm saying so I think simplicity is key. 
making sure that you, you know, uh, make the person understand that like, yo, I'm just doing this and breaking it down this way for you so that you can understand, you know, maybe they come from a golfing background. Maybe they like to play tennis. Maybe the mom, uh, the stay at home mom, she likes to do gardening and things like that. Okay. Let's put her in those positions and show her why we're doing it. So that when she goes back in her garden, she's like, yo, coach K, I actually felt that man. It was different. My back didn't hurt. I felt like I was more stable. You know, I was able to engage my core, whatever that may be. Love it, man. No, it, it, you're definitely right. And I want to ask you, just because I'm curious, uh, Kavan, where do you feel, personal opinion, where do you feel that um, that there's a gap that needs to be filled in the fitness industry? And what do you, what, what do you think it is that needs to happen for that gap to be filled? That's a good one. Make sure you say the right thing or everyone's going <laughs> to eviscerate you. In the comments, so make sure you say it's the right good. thing. Tread lightly. You, you know, Tread lightly. Come on, I want all the smoke. Bring it. <laughs> yeah. um, I think for one, you know, I think that the education is starting to come out a little bit more. You know, there's a lot more people like us and that are really pushing the educational side of things. Um, I think that over time, hopefully, hopefully we can come up with some type of uh, I guess some type of like board cert or something like that, that would kind of make us a little bit more credible, you know? Which I've heard of that a few times already yeah. mentioned. Mm -hmm. I know, yeah. but these certs make so much money. That yeah, the certification. And you know what? I found out too that, you know, there was a point where I was like with another colleague of mine thinking about even, you know, building a certification. Like, yo, it, you don't need anything. It's not like the person that's, uh, actually, you know, the requirements for the certification that you need, they're not like checking like, oh, you didn't have this, you didn't have this. They just want a product that's that's broken down and structured that you can present and teach others. That's it. There's no like any type of like restrictions or what you have to have and what you can't have, you know? So I think back to your question, I think that, you know, something like that needs to happen. And I also feel that hopefully people will understand that there's a certain rate or going rate for personal training. Cause I feel that that varies so much in our industry, whether it's a person that's just starting out at the park, you know, that's where I started, you know, charging 40, 60 bucks to like, okay, Hey, I, this is what I charge per hour, hundred something dollars, you know, whatever it is. But I feel that that number is so very, it fluctuates so much and it's all over the place that a lot of clients when you present them a year price they're like whoa that's expensive but i'm like okay well if you go to pt or physical therapy and you don't have insurance because you're going to pay a copay when you leave that bill is going to be like 300 dollars. yeah you know so to me i'm like why are you complaining about you know this 100 dollars, 125 140 session when you can't even get that unless you have insurance you know uh, and that would be another clutch thing too if like insurance could be involved where the person can use that um, I don't know if I'd want to deal with the American insurance system. Well, yeah, I know it's a lot of billing issues and stuff like that, you know, but I, the coverage, I, the coverage cover yep. I actually had a client that had that. She had like a severe injury due to a bike accident. And then she was using like insurance to pay for it. And because after rehab, which is another reason why I kind of got in the field is that when you're finished, like, let's say I tear my ACL, you go to X amount of weeks for rehab. And then after that, they're like, okay, see you later just continue to do those exercises and that's, and that's it. Right. So for the normal sedentary lifestyle individual, one, that doesn't happen. They don't continue no. to do those rehab exercises. No. And two, they become weaker because they're not, they're still scared and guarding, you know, to use that knee or to load yeah. that knee. So they go to a gym and then they just sit on a machine and do reps. And then the other side of their body <laughs> starts getting fucked up. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. that's a, 
I think those three things, you know, coming out with some type of board certification, getting a better clarity on like what a personal training price really is per hour per package. And then also just <clears throat> um, that whole thing, like maybe somehow the insurance is getting involved and assisting people in that. Because I have had people that are like, you know, hey, I would love to afford this, but I can't. Um, I just got out of rehab, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and I think that will go a long way because I think it'll kind of give people that are more qualified more opportunity. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, kind of going back to the point that you made about the wide variety of differences in prices. Mm -hmm. It's on us too, right? As the individuals, as you know, we've, we've already been talking about it, right? Like you need to go out and educate yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to go out and increase your own value. You can't just yep. expect to continually, yep. Yep. you can't expect to get to, you know, that 150, 200, some people at 300, 350, $400 an hour when you haven't done anything to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and once you get to that point, don't undervalue yourself just because someone's undercutting you with their own price. You know, like mm -hmm. you, you brought up. Uh, comp sessions at Equinox. We've all done them. A ton of a ton of gyms do them. The second I started my own business, I said, no more fucking comps. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving away anything for free. Mm -hmm. I might do a two-hour assessment on you, and it's going to be super in-depth. You're going to be paying full value for that. Yeah. You know, full price, whatever it may be, 350 400 600 mm -hmm. you know? And then with my session rate, like, that's not... That's not changing. You're either going to pay that or you're not going to pay that. Yeah. You know, if you if you want to work out something where maybe you buy a full year's package or you buy quarterly, then we can start talking about something. Yeah, you know, but you're going to invest in me be, because you believe in me, and then I'm going to invest in you by making sure that I'm always staying up to date with whatever I believe or whatever we come to agreement that you might need moving forward. You know, but at no point am I going to give you anything for free because you feel like you need it for free. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's not how this is going to work. Yeah, I mean, that's social proof, too. Like you guys, were, like Mendez was saying earlier, definitely plays a factor. You know what I'm saying? It's harder when you're in, like, a big boss gym because then <clears throat> nobody knows who you are. You got the member base kind of has to learn who you are, see you on the floor training other people, you know. Um, every club that I was in, you know, after South Beach, you know, I had clients that – I was grateful enough to have clients that followed me to every club, you know. So that kind of helped pick up business where it needed, you know. Um, within my schedule but yeah man that's social proof and I feel exactly what you said you know I think that I think that trainers sometimes we give away too much for free definitely because we're just we really want the to help the person number one you know you can't be a trainer and not have emotions as a feeler you know but I think too we kind of like give out too much information or like you know, we just try to push that bubble so that we can get the sale and get the clothes and get them as a client. Because you know once they become your client, they're going to stay with you, you yeah. know. It's, it's, this, it's the whole thing of, like, with the cost, what sucks about it is that there's some, uh, you won't know the difference between a personal trainer until you experience them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because any of us right now, you can put me, you, Mendez, in front of 25 people and we can teach a class. You know what I'm saying? Because we've been in that. We've had those experiences. You know what I'm saying? But that's a totally different world when it comes to one-on-one -on -one training. For sure. Mm -hmm. I got to say, um, I think a lot of it, too, when it comes to, um, you know, price points and, you know, trainers who might be undervaluing themselves and um, giving too much free stuff, you see a lot of lack of confidence. You know, and I think that, um, you know, one of the things you can say is definitely um, that mindset has to be there. And um, putting it in place, you know, a boundary for yourself. We're not going to accept something, you know, 
when you get to that next level for yourself, knowing that you're delivering that value. There's a difference, like Josh said. Already if you're had. not delivering that value, then, you know, don't you be charged. You got to accept what you can you get. Gotta, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you are delivering and you're over-delivering, then you should be getting paid for that. You know, and you need to have the confidence um, in, in making sure that you can stick by those numbers firmly. Even if that person says, no, I'm not going to do it with you. Well, then, okay, that's fine. But you stick to your numbers so that way, you know, you you stay truthful to yourself um, and you feel good later on knowing that, you know, whether it was a no or yes, that you are sticking to what you're worth. Yeah. You know, and I think more more and more people need to realize, uh, especially the, uh, you know, trainers who are actually putting a lot of time into education, putting a lot of time into this field that is a tough field, you know, that you need to stick to your numbers. You need to stick to your price point, you know, and you need to also not only stick to it, but you need to realize that, you know, you might be worth more, you know, and and if you're showcasing that, you know, then build that confidence up. And, you know, if, if it's, if a confidence is an issue, then, you know, you got to get that mindset, right. Mm -hmm. You know, like Marshawn Lynn said, you got to work your mentals. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Work the mentals, man. I mean, I think it, but it, it, it goes back to, you know, the amount of work that you put in, you know, mm-hmm. every year comes around every October, every November, I start having the same conversation with my client, get ready guys, your rate's about to go up, you know? And they're like, oh fuck, my rate's going to go up. Like, I don't know. I'm like, listen, all right, I did this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and I've read this, this, and this, and this, and I've gone and, and met with these people and this is how it's all going to help you. And then they're like, eh, okay. You got to show them. Yeah. yeah. You got to yeah. show them, you yeah. know? And I think there's a difference too of like, you know, there's some coaches that have their own facilities, whether it's working with athletes or whatever it is, and they're still doing the same things that they initially learned, even if it works or not. You know what I'm saying? That's great. But you can't raise your prices if you haven't really, like, you know. Raise your, your value. Ra- raise yeah. your value. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I think that's an issue, too, that people just feel like, oh, yeah, I can charge this because, you know, I, I got, you know, John Wall right or I got this person right. You yeah. Know, I, Yo, you got to also build your skill yep. set and, you know, and of course deliver results. What's that, what's that old saying, right? If, if you continue doing what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. Something yeah. like that. Yep. You know, yep. I think I butchered that, but yeah, you kind of did, but it's all good. Hey, plain and yeah. simple. We're affordable, but we ain't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that, that price point varies so much from different uh, states too. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when I lived in California for a bit, um, I remember going like on Sundays to like the local gym there and I'm doing, like, some drills on the floor just to prep for the workout. And, like, yo, people literally will come up to me, hey, what are you doing over there? Da, 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 da. I tell them a little bit about what I'm doing. They're like, oh, how do I pay for that? Is it 150 180 I, My last trainer charged me 180 Like, here in Miami, you say 180 people are like, what? Run for the, <laughs> they run. They're like, what they am I run. paying for? You know what I'm saying? They're like, what are you paying for? Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, but they think they're getting this huge amount of sessions and all this other and you're like no 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 this is for a one hour yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. On, on the flip side you know i like w- we went to austin one time and i was sitting down with sam poe and another one of our friends and she, you know she's from texas and she was talking to me and you know we were talking about the different training styles and you know the different clientele and the different price points and stuff and you know she just asked me she's like well what do you, what are you charging i was like well i charge 140 to 150 an hour she's like what yeah. <laughs> you know like it blew her mind yeah that I could charge that much and still be able to do, you know, a hundred, hundred plus sessions a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what, what do you, and mind you, you know, this in particular person is a monster on social media. 
like, oh, well, you know, like 40, 50 bucks. I'm like, you got to get the fuck out of here with that. Like, you got to stop. You got to say, well, I'm training, you know, housewives and I'm doing this and that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, listen, I get that. Find some new, find some new clients. You know, like you love your clients. Okay. You want to stay with them. I'm not going to tell you how to run your business, but you can charge what I charge easy. Yep. You just got to stop. Or upcharge them. Or like, upcharge like Josh them. Josh and you were saying earlier, upcharge them. Right. Upcharge them. And you know? she has the social proof. So right. there's no reason yeah. that she should back down on that price. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Our listeners right now are like, damn, these expensive ass mothers. Yeah, I know. These, <laughs> yeah. Welcome, yeah, welcome welcome to Miami. Yeah, level up, man. Level up. <laughs> Listen, there's no state income tax here either. It's great. <laughs> level up, man. It's great. You know? Uh, I think that's a huge problem in our industry you know what i'm saying especially in miami you know i li- we live here in brickle you know there's people coming in and out of each of these buildings with different price points like and then you come to them and say yeah this is what i charge you that's like oh that's a little bit outside of my range my last trainer was charging me 40 bucks i was like well hey how did that go it was okay i was in pain a lot this and this that well that might be why <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah you pay for what you get yeah so, i think too you know like too many, like like we were talking about before, you know, yeah, we want to help people, but we still need to run a business. Like you need to treat how you train people like a business. You need to learn how to communicate with people about price points, about your value. Uh, you need to learn negotiating skills. Like yep, yep. down here in Miami, especially on South Beach, like you're talking about some of the best negotiators yep, yep. in the whole <laughs> country. There's a yep. reason why they're so filthy rich. Yep. You know, they didn't get that way by getting steamrolled in every business meeting they went into. They're going in there knowing like I'm a shark. I'm going to take your head off and I'm going to get what I want out of you. Yep. You know, yep. you think they're going to treat you differently as a trainer? Like nope. every single time I get a new package or I have to go and tell someone about like, okay, listen, my rates are going to go up or they're always like, oh, well, can't we just work out a deal? We're like, nah, no, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. this is the deal. You you're going to pay this it. price. You can afford it. You know, you're, you're going to pay right. this you price. Need it. You need yeah, it. You need it. You, you need know it. what I bring to the table. You've like, seen the results, you know? Right. You know, for sure. So I think, you know. Learning how to not only be a good trainer, but if you're going to not work for a big box gym, even if you do work for a big box gym, like, you know, we all know mm-hmm. these big corporate gyms, they'll steamroll you yeah. oh, if yeah. you don't have a backbone. Yep. Oh, yeah. Look at you Equinox. Know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Charge, yeah. I mean, you know? We've yeah, been yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, a so game and, and the members have to see you, you know, like that was one thing I never understood either. You know, like you trying to build your business in here. You got to live here. If you ain't willing to live here, you ain't going to make it. You know, and the beauty of being like an independent trainer and doing your own business and think if you're successful, right? Because if you're charging $40, $60, $70, like you're probably doing, you know, eight, 10 sessions a day every single day. I don't know how long that's going to last. You know, I've been there before going to building to building, driving my mm-hmm. beat up, beat up Jeep Cherokee, <laughs> breaking down on the highway. Like, yo, that's, that's just a mission. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a it was a good time when I was in it, but I do not want to go back to that. You yeah, know what I'm saying I, I gotta ask you, uh, Kavan. Now that you said you know if you want to be successful in there, you know you, you gotta live it. You're saying you gotta live in that gym and you gotta be there. Um, how are you transitioning that mentality, that that drive, that focus into your independent business now? And then on top of that, how are you, or more or more or less, what are you doing to maintain that same level of value that you were delivering in person with? Now, due to the situation, I'm sure you're doing some online stuff, like you're saying, to keep those same rates yeah. and let people know that this is your rate and you're still giving that value for it. What are you doing to be able to do that, keeping those clients at those same rates that you might have seen one-on-one um, and be able to charge that because that's what you're worth? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, <clears throat> coming into the independent business now and kind of just really focusing on my own vision, um, 
you know, I'm kind of building business back up too, but I'm not really stressing it because the people that I am getting, you know, they're willing to pay that price. They have no problem with that price point and they're giving me referrals. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, um, you know, my reputation and my name is pretty solid in the community. Um, you, know. you think I know, <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to be out there, you know, at y'all level, you know, saying social proof. But, uh, so I think the main thing right now, my focus is that social proof and having those testimonials to back it. And I think once I get a good bundle of that, like the sky's the limit from there, you know what I'm saying? I think it'll really take off. So I think for me, I'm just honing in really on the program, keeping them out of pain, you know, like I have a girl that's worked with several trainers in Miami, you know, um, outside, you know, and she's in the Brickell area. And she said, yeah, she liked them, things like that. But the thing was that she was always in pain or things like that. And she liked the, f she tells me, you know, she's one of the girls, she just wants to build her lower body. You know, she wants the glutes, right? Just like every other woman. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, but the thing about it is that she under, she likes the fact that I correct her, that I'm always on top of her form, that I'm, you know, coaching her different things to, to add into the mix when I'm not with her. What I'm saying so I think right now I'm just kind of trying to build a system where I can continue to build social proof and have those testimonials you know to to really value what I'm delivering to the t you know bring to the table awesome you you know on the way in here you were talking to me about uh, this 30-day challenge that you got going on in order to you know help people understand the, the the benefits of your online training platform that you're that you're growing right now why don't you tell everyone who's who's going to be listening and watching to this you know like you know, what's a 30 day challenge about? Why do you think that what you're doing with that is so important? And how does that translate into the online system that you've built and been building out for a while now? Yeah, sure. I mean, <clears throat> you know, to start off, I would say like, I'm not a huge fan of challenges, you know, because I feel like anybody could lose 10 pounds in 30 days, you just, you know, restrict calories or use carb cycling or whatever it may be, right? Cut out the shit that you're eating, you can lose 10 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Just cut out the sugar. But what I realize is that <clears throat> a lot of people will reach out. I'm sure you've gotten that too. Like, hey, can I get a program, this and this and that. But one, it is a lot of work to build a program for, for somebody. Sure. That's yeah. one. And then two, the person really doesn't stick with it. So I said, hey, before I start like trying to like really, you know, go after online one-on-one -on -one clients, let me give people an insight of what it would look like to, ex to be with a one-on-one -on -one trainer online. You know, so I created the 30 day challenge that is along the lines of weight loss, obviously, um, but it doesn't have to be. But within that challenge, the main thing that I'm trying to sh teach people is educate them through science and the approaches that I'm using based on my philosophies that I've used with other uh, cl in person clients and then get them to get some results from it, but also to give them a peek and a little taste of what it would look like, because you know, I feel like a lot of people, that's a whole nother world too, especially if you've like had, I had like an online client, for instance, over the summer or a couple months while during this pandemic who trained with me in person. And he's like, I always give him a program that he uses when he goes away for the summer. But he was like, hey, let me try the online system on my off days to see how I like it. So he used it. He liked it. But this person is a very disciplined person. Like I'm talking about for three months every year he's gone and he's like, hey, Kavon, where's my next six weeks? So I wanted to develop that 30 day challenge to kind of give people the opportunity to hold themselves, have somebody hold them accountable, build better habits and be able to uh, start a foundation uh, to better their life. How much are you charging for that? It's $99. Woo. Love it. $99. That's a, that's a great value right there. Um, Guys, you're dealing with quality here. 
99 dollars you want the results yeah quality you know and a lot of people do were like oh is it free that a lot and i'm like well i think i'm delivering more than i actually need to be delivering to be honest with you you know what i'm saying because i'm trying to hop on zoom calls and i'm there by phone as much as you need me and things like that and i'm going through the system that we're using um but yeah i mean i think the value that you're getting within that 30 days you could use for the rest of your life and not even oh, yeah. work with me you know what i'm saying <clears throat> yeah i uh, i completely agree you know i mean i think it's okay sometimes to give a little more value than than what you think that you need to be given. I, I, you know, we've been talking about how you need to always price out your your value, but and I'm at, all for that, you right? Know, I don't mind giving that. No, I mean like, and and I think part of it, you know, like adding that personal touch of the Zoom calls or like just even text messages, mm -hmm. you know, where it's not. There's so many programs out there where it's literally just like standardized emails getting yeah, sent out to them, and then it's like, okay, here's this stock program, or even here's this semi personalized program, and then. I'll see you in six weeks. I'll see you in four weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, you know, but if you can show people that you care, you know, by listen, I don't need to be giving you this, you know, 15, 30 minute zoom call, but you need it. You know, yeah. you need to hear from me in person, even if it's over the camera, like that, these are the things you're doing, right? Because that's, that's very important that you continue those things. And here's some also some things that you can clean up a little bit. If they can hear that from your actual voice, it goes so much farther than if they just like see it on a, t on a t screen, right. in text. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, each week I have a topic that I discuss. you know, whether it's that's, you know, nutrient dense versus energy dense, how to build a plate, you know, something along the lines of like the building a compound effect, you know, which is consistency really. You know, I got every week we'll break down some topics that we speak on because I feel like at the end of the day, it's about creating a habit. Like all of us here, we love working out. Yeah, there's some days that we don't want to work out. Right. But, but a lot we, of days, a lot of days. Yeah. But we've you know, now it's part of our lifestyle. It's not a chore. You know, what I'm saying well, if you live in Miami, you got to look sexy. You got to look yeah. sexy in Miami. You got to hold that down. You know? <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to be standing next to you, I'm going to have to work a lot fucking harder. I'm going to have to it's work a lot harder. It's the skin color. You I'm know that I'm dark. I'm going to have to stop eating those croquetas. Oh, my Whoa. God. Man. Empanadas are killing me. <laughs> Can't get away from those. Nah, man. Yo, nah. Kavan, I, I got to ask you, man, um, something that uh, popped up in my head. What what are you doing differently coaching-wise? Um for coaching your in-person clients and now coaching your online cl clients what does that kind of coaching look like what are things that you've kept but things that also you've changed to be able to deliver that value through an online format sure man i mean i think online since it's so <clears throat> it's a little bit more remote and i know a lot of people are doing like a million virtual sessions and things like that and that's great i think virtual sessions are good for people too um but i do think that it's harder for a trainer that's really been there one-on-one -on -one to like okay you know you can't use tactile cues it's, it's a little bit different for you so with the online system pretty much what i did was took basically how i write programs within an in-person right from the warm-up to the end of the session i basically just built a catalog of exercises um and i just broke it down you know from ground-based warm-ups to dynamic warm-ups to corrective mobility drills core i have everything so and I'm just building that library. And it's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. So once I build out their program, it's literally that structure. You wow. know, I don't, I don't, I don't bend because that person's like, oh, I just like warming up on the treadmill for 15 minutes. I make every single person do that. You know, even within this channel in the challenge, it's a two day workout uh, for the week, but it's, it's exactly structured how I would do an in-person session. 
You hold them to that standard, <laughs> right? Standard, I think, yeah. I think again, right? Kind of going along the lines of everything in the industry, there's not enough trainers, coaches, you know, registered dietitians, whoever it is in health and wellness, setting that standard and saying, listen, you either need to rise to this standard or we're not going to be able to work together because, you know, like you said, like I need you to be committed, just as committed as I'm going to be. Yeah. I always tell my clients, like, mm-hmm. I'll match whatever commitment you have and add 10 to 15 percent, right? Because that's my job. But if you don't put in 100 percent, you're damn well sure not going to expect me to put in 100 yeah. percent. And you get clients like that, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So I think with online, it's even harder. Like you had a good point earlier, Mendez, where you're saying that now the person's spending money, so they're going to be like, oh my God, I paid for this. I got to do it. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's a very, you know, it's not a comfortable world to, for us as far as like online coaching goes. But yeah, I mean, I think you got to really build that habit and deliver 100%. So they understand like, hey, I'm here for you, but I need you to do this work Definitely. too. And if you don't do this work, it ain't going to work for you. You know, you're just going to shit your money. You know what I'm saying? I definitely think we can all agree here that the times that we've invested into something, it, it puts your back against the wall now because there's an account, a huge accountability factor, especially when you're throwing a few grand in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on, on when, whether it's a search showing up, whether it's whatever. If you're investing in a coach, you know, it's just going to make you now show up. Yep. You yep. know, and, and I think that that's why the f- the sometimes when the free factor kicks in, it really throws off that accountability accountability portion of it because you know it's free it's free you know yeah. oh, okay well great you know i'll get to it you know i'll get around to it and then you half ass it and then nothing happens nothing so happens, yeah. when you pay for something you know it just really increases the percentage of you know getting those results by a lot more because you know now you have something there that you had to put forward for an exchange mm-hmm. you know so the, there's an exchange going on right there and i think that that's what's one of the things that's super important for people to realize that it's it's not only because oh you're paying all this is more because this is going to hold you accountable for the results you want yeah Yeah. it's crazy you say that because there's like some online coaches that that i've been in communication with and they're you know they're doing high ticket programs delivering a lot of value and i'm like yo how are they charging this much on they're not even in person and that's what their thought process is their thought process is like no with an in-person client, they know that they have to show up three times a week. But with an online program, they know they have to show up for themselves, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, like, trying to get used to that because I'm, like, you know, that's a little bit different for us, you know? We're very hands-on. We've been there for the person, you know? And I'm not saying that every in-person uh, trainer is texting them, hey, how are you? Hey, let me see your meals per day. I know trainers aren't doing that, and that's why they're charging $40, $50, you know what I'm saying? For sure. But I know that the level... Uh, that we're delivering that's what we're doing that's what we've been doing for years and i know that's why we've been flourishing in the industry i think that's a something that we're always going to have to battle with in the fitness industry right like we're one of the only professions where you pay me and then you literally have to do 95 percent of the work i can tell you the steps that you need to do to be successful but at the end of the day like i can't be the one putting food in your mouth or keeping food out of your mouth I can't be the one setting your alarm in the at nighttime so you wake up for your 6 a.m. session. I can't be the one that tells you that you need to be, like, I can be the one telling you that you need to be doing the, all of this extra homework stuff, but I'm not going to be in your home at 8 p.m. when you finish work, yep. you know, teaching you or, or walking you through all these shoulder molds. You know, like, I also oh, have sure. other people I need to, you need to take responsibility yep. 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 for your life. And I think, you know, in general, That's with how thing. things are with our culture nowadays, you know, it's like there's so much deflection of responsibility on the individual and 
it's something that, you know, I know the three of us have really prided ourselves on is that we make it an emphasis to let them know right from the beginning, right? You're paying a lot of money because we're going to make yep. sure that you understand that it's on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's you have to be the to. one to change your life. Mm -hmm. That's what um, it comes down to, you know? And that's another thing, too. We kind of touched on that earlier that I wanted to say is that exercise, for some reason, is you can get results so many different ways. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> um, and there's a lot of myths that have been busted over the years. You know what I'm saying? Don't eat carbs after night. No eggs. You know, eggs. You got to do cardio every single day to lose weight. Atkins diet's the way to you go. Know, Atkins diet, you know, all these different things. Um, but it's the lifestyle, right? It's developing a lifestyle and it sucks for us. And I feel for us all the time, you know, is that, and I hope that I can drive that home in the industry is that, you know, Again, we're the coach, you know what I'm saying? The workouts that you've been doing from 1980, 1990, I'm not saying it's bad, and I'm not saying that I don't throw some lateral raises in once in a while, but, yo, there's so much other things that you could do that's more bang for your buck and for your time. Definitely. And, you know, talking about that and what Josh was saying, I think we can all agree here, too, with, with these clients who, you know, we're not going to be here till eight o'clock at night and tell you to do all this, all that, you know. Now we got lives. We got lives too, you know, and, and we've given you all the tools. We've given you what you need to do. Now you need to address it as well yourself because the way I like to put it is you're the car, the client's the car, and we're the GPS of the car. You know, we're here to navigate you to where you need to go and hit your final destination. Um, but if you're taking the car and turning it wherever you want to go, then those are the results you're going to get, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. here you go, we're laying it out. You just got to apply it, yeah. you know, and, and you're in control. Just let us guide you. Yeah. That's you all know, it is. plain and simple. Just let us guide you, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we want you to be in control because you are your person, Yeah, you know? And, and honestly, I think that's also too where the trust factor kicks in. Yeah, for sure. We can't tell how the person's feeling inside, you know what I'm saying? And that's the other thing that's, like, a little scary to me, too, when it comes to, like, exercise. Like, there's people that are, like, beginning of the year, oh, New Year's resolution, what am I doing? I'm going to go run. I'm going to run every single day on U.S. Wood, Biscayne, South Beach, and burn these miles. Josh, right? we're going to go running? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time this dude's like, "Yo, oh, we're gonna go for a run." Like, oh yeah, no, no, run it uh, for you. I mean, I'll hit some sprints if yeah. you're gonna pay me to run with you. You know, like I got clients that, that love to run sprints. Damn, you, really you gonna plug that? I got him to run. You want to get paid for everything? I got clients that <laughs> I got clients that love to run sprints. I'm like, all right, I'll run with you, yeah, because I'll dust you. You know, keep you motivated. I'm gonna be getting that stack with it. Oh man, that's hilarious! You Listen, know? man, we all gotta get, we all gotta have some sort of motivation I to do something. You, I feel <laughs> you. No, what's the why behind it? If you don't know your why, then you ain't definitely gonna get to that goal. You know what I'm saying? But you know, that's what people want to do. They want to go and run, so they run the whole month of January. They lose some weight, more water weight than anything, and. Mm -hmm. February comes around, what's happening? Ah, my knees bother me. Ah, my back's bothering me. I'm, I'm gonna take a couple weeks off. Yeah, I'm gonna take a couple weeks off and I'm gonna get I'll back to back. it. <laughs> and then I'll bounce back. And then they never bounce back, nah. right? Because really, your body wasn't prepared to run. You yep. ain't ran in years. What makes you think you could get up and go run now and be good? Pound that pavement. Pound that pavement, you know, plyometrics on steroids. Yeah. You know? So I think that's where we come in. And I hope that you know, over time that the industry will see that as we are credible um, and, and then create something for us. You know, I think that's a tough thing for trainers, man. 
Yeah. I mean, hey, man, we uh, we hit an hour, dude. Yeah, so it went by, yeah, it went by fast, you know. Before we get done, I, I'm sure Mendes has a question to ask you, but yeah, why don't sure. why don't we let uh, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Instagram, you know, Facebook. I know you got a lot going on. So all right, cool. So I'm Kavan Daily Coach K. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Daily Fitness with three S's. Um, and you, I got a Twitter Daily Fitness. Kind of use that a lot of times for some educational stuff. But um, yeah, just reach out to me. I'm in Miami, Florida. I uh, live in Brickell, and uh, this is my home. You know, I grew up in the city of Miami, Florida, three or five day county all day. So I, I feel like a, I kind of feel like a out outsider. <laughs> you know, with these, with these two Miami boys. Yeah, right, man. I love yeah. you, now, bro. I love you. You're already in Miami. That's you already. Yeah, Miami. I've, been, I've been here seven years. Yeah, I guess yeah. that you, you, you're pretty much blended in. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you in the water. I started dating all those Latin women now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you already know what time it is. But yeah, man, appreciate you guys having me. I mean, I'm here to help the world, you know, help others and grow. Um, that's what it's about, you know. And I think that uh, me just being in the industry of fitness has really, like, you know, improved my life, you know, even with confidence um, and just who I am, you know, being able to do things like this. I can never imagine in my life that I would be sitting next to two people and really speaking and trying to kind of be comfortable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I really love the game and I'm never going to stop. Guys, you got to make sure to check out his 30-day challenge. Yes, sir. sir. But before we jump off, yeah, um, yeah. I got two quick questions for you. Oh, yeah. What's the biggest piece of advice you can leave off to our listeners that are listeners who are possibly interest, interested in getting into health and fitness mm -hmm. and looking to step up their life? And then for listeners who are coaches, what's the biggest piece of advice that you can give them? Boom. Okay. So for those that are starting in the industry, <clears throat> obviously there's a lot of credible certifications, but look beyond the, the certification, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you, what is your interest and what do you really like? Like if you have a nutrition interest and you like foodie and you're a foodie, then hey, really dive deep into the science behind that and how it affects the energy systems. If you're, you know, speedy agility guy or whatever it is, just really dig deep in your crap, continue to educate yourself each year you know make it a point you know that when you're making enough money that you use you know a month every month or every couple of months a weekend where you go and you take a kind of a vacation but education <laughs> you know what i'm saying and you use that time to kind of learn and check out a different city or state that was something that i was driven to do and that helped me tremendously you know and also get um and then yeah just take it take it day by day and build your business from there for those that are already coaches, you know, get around more coaches. You know what I'm saying? Get around some smart coaches. Um, I would say continue to educate yourself. Um, and I would also say at this time, you know, just even using myself as an example, there's a lot of way to make income in this industry and make an impact in the industry. And you can do a lot of different things. But don't sell your soul. You know what I'm saying? Be who you are. Um, things will happen for you eventually. Just keep that kind of mind state and just keep pushing forward. Amazing. Yeah, that's a great one. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. Appreciate Thank you so much. Thank you so much, my brother. Until next time, guys. All right. We're out. Woo! Deuces. Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.